suppose you're wondering why I gathered you here today. Together here today. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? I'm James. You go first. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Um, finished uh, work a couple hours ago. I had a pizza. I had a beer. Um, I'm really, really, yeah, just kicking back this evening. I wanted to, um, wanted to make sure I was in a good frame of mind to try and remember what I actually enjoyed last year. I think um, my main takeaway is that I did not listen to enough new music. Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, that's, we're going to get down to it. We're going to get down to it. Carson, how are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, anxiously getting ready for tour. Yes, you, you're, both, you're both leaving for tour pretty soon. Uh, Carson, you are going on tour. Did you say the Cal was going on tour mm-hmm. with drugs, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Pretty cool. For a very long time. So. Right, it's like four, five, six weeks? Yeah, five weeks, yeah. And then James, uh, Walt Tomasi, was going on tour in Europe for about three weeks. Biggest, biggest headliner in London ever. Biggest headliner ever, am I correct? That's all correct, yeah. Um, we leave uh, Thursday, the 2nd of February, so we can today. Oh, sick. I'm feeling good about it. We're um, unusually prepared. Uh, <laughs> kind of almost, almost unnerving. Is that right? But, um, yeah, yeah, just trying to actually believe that we are as prepared as we feel like we are. And we've not horribly forgotten something that's going to be uh, crucial to the whole operation and it's going to blow up in our faces, but let's see. Yeah, that is like, that is the, that is the worry on our end too. It's like, just every five seconds, I'm just like thinking of something new I could be doing. And that's like, it will wigging me out a lot, but you know. 100%, 100%. Uh, I see Dan bopping around in the background as well. Dan was bopping around, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I wanted to get this in before we all leave for tour, on separate tours, before we're all back on tour together at some point soon. Um, but this is the first annual, and I say first annual because it's the first of what I hope to be many juicy awards. So essentially, this is the juice of podcast where I talk with uh, my friends and, and other musicians that I look up to about their favorite movie. Uh, because there is a music aspect to it, I wanted to do my own Grammys episode because I don't know if you guys are into the fanfare and award stuff in both movies and music, but it's something that I uh, I kind of like a good bit. I've always like, liked it from a distance, and very recently I've kind of been like, you know what? I like this stuff. I think it's cool. And I think that the Grammys are a little bit less like it's easier to find something in the Oscars that is a little more like your like like a Banshee's Adventure and is like being properly represented, or like something that is a little feels a little bit more off the beaten uh, off the beaten path. Where with the Grammys, it always kind of feels like it's pretty pop centric, at least in terms of what's televised. Um, sure. But 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 I still like it. And I still watch it. Um. And it's a thing where, you know, I, I, I want to do my own. It's a good way. It's, it's kind of going off something that James was saying before. It feels like I haven't uh, listened to enough music this year. I think it's a good way to keep track of uh, making sure that I'm listening to and watching a ton of stuff, too. I always feel like the award stuff is, is a catalyst for that in some way or another. And I hope that um, I hope that everyone has fun. Uh, so I started it out. I started out with a bunch of different titles. And, and, you know, this, it also brings me to a thing where uh, I wanted to do it, like, New Year's resolution type, what I want to do better with music, or, like, what, how I want to approach listening to music. Uh, or, you know, just, like, different types, uh, a different type of way that you listen to it this year. If there's any kind of change up that you want to do with your regular schedule, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, let's let, let's get rocking. And I kind of think that, so I've separated it out into a handful of categories. Okay. Record of the year, song of the year, artist of the year, score of the year, feature of the year, best vocal performance, best guitar performance. Uh, you guys didn't have to do uh, guitar performance. That's a little more for me. Uh, best opening and best closing track. And then any specialty stuff that you guys had where if you want to, you know, you can find a way that you can be serious about it if you just want to award stuff that didn't fit into your other categories. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's start with this. Let's start. Let's do. Are you laughing at my lap? Is my lap a little insane yeah, right now? I'm, I'm laughing at your lap. I'm laughing at, I'm laughing at the three of us uh, doing this. Yeah, good way. Good way. Right, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. 100%. Uh, here's what I want to do. I want to, and really quick before I do it, maybe, like you said, we're, we're laughing at ourselves right now, but just maybe we, we will, getting a juicy will mean as much or more than getting a Grammy. More, in my opinion. Right, just, just for my money. Getting a juicy is, is, is a big oh, deal. That, and another, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because it ticked off something else in my brain. We're not allowed to nominate any of our bands in any of this. I don't know if I made that clear or not, but that screws anything up with you guys, but that screws anything up with the interview. It, it doesn't screw anything up. It just means I'm going to be disobeying the rules. You're going to disobey the rules? Okay. All right. For one uh, nomination. For one nomination. Yes, absolutely. I think that's fair. I, I stuck close to my rules, um, but that's okay. So let's let's do this. I want to start with a big one and end with a big one. I kind of want to start with, I'm going to start with Record of the Year because Song of the Year is the one that I've got 10 here and I've got 10 for Record of the Year, so everything else is five. But Song of the Year is one that I just haven't picked. I, I got them all out in front of me, but I haven't picked it yet. Um, all right. Record of the Year. Uh, I, want, I want someone else to start. I think I want you to start, James. I think for me this was the slightly easier of the categories to do because I could at least pick 10 records I listened to last year that were released last year. I think I'll kind of caveat most of my entries by saying I didn't look through all my Spotify data of the records I bought. I was listening to a lot of quite old music last year and kind of like took some deep dives on artists I was already kind of into and went back a little bit. But I did my best to listen to as much new music as possible. And I think ultimately my takeaway from putting these lists together has been that I need to work a lot harder to listen to more new music this year. Uh, but that's a good thing. It's nice to have that kind of pilot at the start of the year at least. You know, sure. records are going to start coming fast. Yeah. So. I mean, how would you like me to do this? Just you want me to read out my nominations and then pick one of them, or you want me to just pick yeah? Them? No, I, I want to read. I want the nominations right out. That that gives that gives the most kind of um just just uh, it, it gives a little bit more detail as to what you've been listening to, and also just you know 
uh, highlighting more, more artists and music for others to listen to. Yeah, you can also give us a good like, and the nominees are. 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, everyone's got to do that. Yeah, everyone's got to. I think that is a requirement for the Juicies. Okay, so, the inaugural Juicies, Record of the Year, James's nominations. And the nominees are Beach House with One Twice Melody, You Bathing with Hermitism, Chapo with God's Country, Holy Fawn with Dimensional Bleed, Rashika Nayar with Heaven Come Crashing, Harriet with Found Morality, Static Dress with Rouge Carpet Disaster, Yawners with Duplo, Greet Death with New Low, and Realm by Tangerine Dream. Now, I should say, there's a couple of EPs in there. Um, in terms of what I was listening to, yeah, there's still records, I suppose, it depends on how, yeah. how you're going to get into the semantics of record albums, whatever. But um, in terms of what I listen to, in terms of what I listen to frequently, um, they definitely warrant being in my list. Um, and this is what I've kind of had a steady rotation that I've kind of picked out across the year of things I really routinely came back to. Things that I've like, picked up physically. And, uh, right. That's, that's, always, that's always something I'm, I'm curious of, too. How many of these things, like my, my list, my 10, how many of these do I actually physically own? Which there's a handful, is at least five for me, but it's also like I should probably have all 10 of these. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, um, I only have like, two of these on record. Um, right. There's a couple of them that I've been meaning to buy for a little while now. Um, yeah. and, and again, you know, now this, this is kind of committed to audio that I've nominated these, I need to. That's right. Well, well, I, think I, I think that if we keep doing this, the three of us, yeah. eventually we'll be able to look back on this and say, well, well, what am I looking for in the record store? Oh, right. I should refer to my Juicy's list. Yeah, 100%. 100%, Carson. Uh, but James, the winner? The winner for me, and this is just on the amount of plays I've given it, is definitely uh, Me Romance by Beach House. Um, I know Beach House has been a for a really, really long time, and I've always sort of been within my periphery. But there's something about this record that just clicked. Um, it's an all album. Yeah, yeah. Just like, I suppose it kind of makes it even slightly weirder as an entry point. Um, but I just absolutely fell in love with it with the production, um, with so many of the choices that they make with the songwriting. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to see them play most of this or a good amount of the material live at Primavera Festival in Barcelona over the summer. And it was just the most perfect set of the, the entire weekend. Um, and I've since gone back and like listened to all of their albums pr- pretty much routinely uh, yeah. on a week by basis throughout the year. Big Depression Cherry Guy. Uh, and, and I'm on a similar kind of path with you with them where uh, my wife kind of really got into them last year. Uh, and we got to see them last year too, which was great. Really, really great. One of the best sets all year. And, uh, and, and there's something just very, very nice about that band to listen to. If you draw on it any, in any kind of situation and it feels uh, appropriate. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's great headphones. I can play it out loud at work. And, you know, it, it, just, it just works. It's a good one. It's a good one. That's a good, those are good noms, and that's a good pick. Carson? Ah, yes. Uh, do you want me to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to do it? No, no, no. no, no. I, as, as, as a gracious host, I feel like you, you, we saved the best for last. You know? We can do We're going to do a bit of a sneak, uh, like a sneak draft, sneak, sneak nominee thing where basically uh, we'll go through it, and then I'll do, I'll do two in a row, and then, you know, James will do two in a row. You got it. You'll always go in the middle. Sure, sure. Um, I love it. Uh, so, uh, the inaugural juicies. Um, my list for record of the year, my nominees. Yes, my nominees are. There's. Uh, they Fear Us by Ithaca. Hypochondriac by Breakins. Uh, Heroin by Thornhill. Ugly Season by Perfume Genius. Mm-hmm. Almost Dry by Pusha T. Uh, Ghost Electricity Vampire Draw by Richard Edwards. Uh, Pool Kids by Pool Kids. Uh, Ultra by Vatican. Dance From Up Here. Dance From Up There, excuse me, by Black Country New Road. And mm-hmm. God's Country by Chapile. And Moto Mommy by Rosalia. Cool. A lot of cool picks. A lot of good picks. Um, I, so, like, James, I also had the realization that a lot of what I listened to last year was me sort of uh, discovering things that I kind of written off as, like, um, I, I don't know, just, just things, that, things that weren't required listening, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, uh, I got really into just like everything Ross Robinson has ever produced. Um, listen, listen to a lot of Ross Robinson produced records. Going down to producer, deep dives are very like, uh, very, very much a uh, music guy type, type, sure. uh, type starters. Awesome. Which is, hey, we're all music guys here. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that for me. I don't know about that label. Is that label that flag? We don't know. It is. It is. It is. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just like looking back, I, I revisited some stuff and, and done some deep dives that I wasn't really expecting to last year. So uh, to be honest, this list was like hard to put together. Um, but it was just like 10 things that I really, really liked. Um, yeah. And uh, my, my winner. Just surely, again, based on how many times I've played it, uh, mm-hmm. just type of contract by, by Breakins, um, which I feel like is an extremely online record, and uh, everyone <laughs> I show it to either really likes it or is like, this is very clearly not my thing, and you're right. it too much. Um, is so, it a Skinner Rank type situation? I, a little bit, a little bit, but much nicer to, much nicer to enjoy. I haven't seen Skinner Rank, but... Oh, uh, I saw it last night in the theater with Broken uh, Heat. So oh, that stinks. It's pretty perfect. Well, it was a uh, well, whole different conversation, Skinner Rank. But go ahead, go ahead. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just really love this record. I think its high points are really high. Um, it doesn't have any skips to me. Um, or it's also like, you know, important to me that I don't see anything. However, like, I think that it's a bit of an overwhelming lesson. Um, if you're not into like electronic stuff and also I think it made me fall in love with like tappy guitar again. Cool. Um, 
because it, it is like this blend of like extremely online hyper pop music with like happy emo stuff and like an open tuning which normally you can just miss me with that shit but uh this i really really enjoyed um all the guitar lines it kind of acts as wallpaper to everything else that's going on where it's like in the quote-unquote midwest emo stuff like the thing that's most up front is the sure, sure. and i just can't do that all the time right. so, uh, so it's nice to have the blend i guess right it's nice to have the blend it's nice to have the blend so uh, I, would, I would say that is my, my record of the year okay i like it and i haven't listened to this record but i am a hyper pop guy i'm a big i've got a, I've got a little hyper pop uh not on the record of the year stuff but i've got a little bit sprinkled throughout um but I'm also a all music is good guy to a certain extent. Um, all music is good. All music is good. Maybe not all this for me, but all this for good. Uh, all of it is good. All right, I'm ready. I'm doing it. It's my record of the year uh, nominees. I've been thinking about this. I've got all of my stuff. I don't know how you guys can track your stuff, but I got all of my stuff on a spreadsheet right now, and it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. I can't say the same for me. It's just in a phone in my in my no tap. in my notes app. Yeah. What we got James? No tap. I've only got two screens going. One's got notes with everything I've um, tapped up as the last few days. Problem. Sorry. And I'm going to refer to it, which is actually I realized I made a mistake earlier. Which is really, really cool for me. Uh, I called the Beach House album New Romance. That's because yeah. I nominated it for another category. The album was impact. <laughs> well, it's twice melody. I think the pressure's got to me. I know I'm going to do this. And I just want to apologize to, you that one up. <laughs> to, to the host and, uh, and to you, Carson. So, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. Hey, don't worry. It's the first, is, uh, it's the first one we're learning. All right, here we go. Record of the year. I'm going to go, I kind of labeled mine 1 through 10. So, not only did I do this where I've got my pick, but I also kind of have my subsequent, subsequent, like, here's 1 through 10. So, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go 10 through 1. I'm going to end on my winner. Uh, yep, that's right. Uh, the inaugural Juicy 4 best record this year. The nominees are. Cult of Luna, The Long Road North, Show Me the Body, Trouble the Water, The Beth's Expert in a Dying Field, Beach House, Once Twice Melody, Artificial Brain, Artificial Brain, Deva, Through Sheer Will and Black Magic, don't know if I pronounced that uh, name entirely right, don't know if I pronounced that one right either, Natalia La Forsade, they told us last Flores, it's all in Spanish, so it's hard for me to, I don't know if I pronounced that right, Orcupine Tree, Closure Continuation, Orville Pack Pony, and Black Mini Hellfire is my winner. So, a couple little things here, the Cult of Luna record's great, Show Me the Body, I haven't felt energy from heavy music like this, heavy music like this in a little while, it's like perfect for, it's been my kind of like, I'm usually I listen to sports podcasts with the gym tech guy, I've been listening to a little bit more music recently, and Show Me The Body's been like, kind of like, I've been putting it on like, over the last three weeks, maybe every other time that I go. Sick. Uh, really cool, really cool live band too, um, and I'm trying to go see them before we leave for tour, um, because they're playing New York City, the, uh, while we're gone, they're playing Philly, which is pretty close to me, close enough, uh, before we leave. Um, the best expert in the field, the best were a little bit on my radar, over the last couple of years, um, and uh, I, I kind of forgot about the record because I didn't like the album art, uh, and then I listened to it, and it's, I think it's their best. Each house we've said, we've said a lot, uh, they rock. Um, Artificial Brain, this is another band that's been on my radar, but uh, unlike the Bets who I listened to a couple of records before, um, I kind of just knew them by name, I was like, mm, you know, uh, yes, I get it, I get it, but I listened to it, and what it kind of has fulfilled for me is uh, open string death metal, and like, kind of opethy in, in little bits, but more gore guts than anything. Uh, Dave, that's for sure, with Black Magic, this is black metal and death metal kind of combined, and it's a little techier than, uh, it's not super techy, it's a little, it's a little uh, dirty, but it's cool. Uh, sword day. Jesus Christ, I can't get that right. Beautiful record, and it's just, it's just really nice. It's just really, really nice. Uh, Porcupine Tree, the Kings are back. The Kings of Prague Rock, I will mention them again in my artist of the year. Or back. I hope this doesn't make me lose points with you. I did not really enjoy that Porcupine Tree record. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's hard because I, I like Porcupine Tree so much. Um, It's not my top three, it's probably not my top five, but that being said, it's still my number three of this year, and still yeah. so good because I just vibe with almost everything that Steve Wilson does. Um, Orville Pony got to see him last year, and it rocked. He's fun. First show that I've ever been to where there's a lot of cowboy hats. Was in front of the tall guy, uh, wearing a cowboy hat. That sucked a little bit, and so I just got it this way. And Black Mini, I know that both of you guys uh, listen to this record and like this record to a certain extent. Um, what I get from this is uh, a little bit of Bundle, a little bit of Scott Walker, and just more than anything, like, it's it's, it's, some, it's a band doing something very fucking interesting. Uh, and I just keep going back to it. I keep wanting to listen to it, much like you guys are talking about. Uh, with other, you know, with your picks, you just, just want to throw them on. I'm to revise something you just said there. Um, hmm. I've never gotten on with this band. I like really? so many. I know so many people love them and a lot of people's tastes and I would agree with typically are into them but it just doesn't it just doesn't do anything for me like sure. I understand that they're great musicians that's all fine uh, mm-hmm. I imagine they're pretty good life and maybe click in that respect but I find it close to unlistenable uh, uh, I mean I, yeah I, I yeah I mean I, I, regarding this record in particular um, uh-huh. I'm kind of agree with James I did not like this one um, oh, I, no. which is fucked up because I love Cavalcade I think okay. Cavalcade is awesome um, I thought Cavalcade was really cool I went back to this one twice and I was like this is a bummer like I was like this is too much um, it's like okay. too, I... too brain explodey you know sure uh, uh, yeah, okay. I 
So, uh, so amendment on that last little bit. Neither of my co-hosts like the Black Mini record, which I have granted, which I have given uh, my number one record of the year. Yeah, I will say this: very funny that you guys will laugh at. Um, I was listening to it with Lauren on the way home from somewhere, and it was late, and I, I was just like, I got to put something that I'm familiar with so I can keep me up. And um, she she had never heard it before. You know, I listen to it quite often in my office. Um, and she looked at me and she said, Mike, this might be the worst music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's dope. Lauren was very important for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not it's the first not time that you said that for me. <laughs> Uh, or wives, not for my wives. wives. Yeah, it's not wife music or girlfriend music, I don't think. Let's do this. Let's do a couple quick ones. Um, let's do, uh, let's go snake quick, kind of kind of fast. Score beer. Do you, do you guys have a uh, score beer prepared? Sure. Yes. Okay, okay. I've, I'm going to do snake order, so I'm going to go first. Uh, and I'm going to go five through one. Uh, number five, The Fablemans. It's a little bit of a default because it's good, but it like nothing really, really jumped out to me outside of my top three. Uh, Triangle of Sadness, cool movie. Uh, cool enough score. Same, yeah, it's good. All, all that is, it's pretty good. Avatar 2, Way of Water. I've talked to both of you guys about Avatar. We've got to get you guys back to Pandora. Um, or to Pandora in the first place. Uh, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get you there. Uh, Banshees of Insurance. Uh, I'm sure that uh, both of you guys kind of like this, although I'm not sure of anything anymore. Um, <laughs> and my winner is Crimes of the Future. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Crimes of the Future, but it is perfect. It. Yeah. Right down to the score, which uh, has stuck with me and I listen to while I read often. All right, so Carson, that would mean that you are up. I'm sandwiched in the middle here. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just a, I love Crimes of the Future as a mm-hmm. film. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the score did not stick out to me, but I'll have to revisit it. Um, my, my nominees for score of the year are um, Marcel the Shell of Shoes on by Disaster Peace, uh, The Northman by Robin Carolyn and Sebastian Gainsborough, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Remake by Colin Stetson, Bad Movie, Good Score, mm-hmm. um, House of the Dragon Season 1 by uh, Raymond uh, Jualby, I believe is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raymond Jualby. Uh, mm-hmm. My winner is uh, Banshee, Banshees of the Sharon by uh, Carter Burwell. So, a quick thing on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre score. I had just been talking about this because he did a score for someone that didn't, I didn't have a with you. Or was it someone else that I had a conversation uh, with me about? Considering Colin Stetson, Stetson not, I mean, I love Colin Stetson, uh, but considering I only started listening to the okay. soundtrack a week ago, no. It's um, it. uh, hereditary, also did the, the score for it. So yeah, that's, yes. that's what it was. I, was. I did it on my hereditary episode. Um, okay. Uh, uh, any, any last things to add about your, uh, about your score of the year, Carson? Uh, no, I mean, Banshee's Been a Sharing is my favorite movie of last year. Um, I love it so much. I've seen it three times now. Um, and the score just fits it so well. The diegetic music and the non-diegetic music, it's, it's, it's all so good. Um, yeah. it's, it's, one, it's one of the very few scores where I'm like, I should have that on final. So. Sure, sure, sure. Um, all right, James, you're up. I am up. Um, so I actually picked uh, five ones I haven't mentioned yet in terms of oh. what I enjoyed the most. Uh, again, I think I had to look back through my letterbox just to make sure what movies I actually watched that came out last year. I kind of feel like I slept through a lot of things that were in theaters in the start of the year and only really kind of picked up my movie going towards the end of the year. So yeah, of, yeah, I mean, I tried to pick things that I'd seen in the movie, but there are there's at least one that I haven't actually seen in the movie yet. I have listened to the score and I really enjoyed the score. I just haven't had the chance to go and see it yet. So uh, I'm going to go fifth to first as well. Um, so in fifth, uh, again, didn't love the movie, not his best work, but uh, the decision to leave soundtrack I think is really, really great. Uh, raw, beautiful, lush strings, and it kind of contributes to the kind of thriller feel that they're going for, but I don't necessarily feel that the movie always matches the pace of the score, but I really, really enjoyed that. It was something that definitely stuck out to me about that. Uh, in fourth place, uh, I love The Empire of Light, scored by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, I've not seen that yet, uh, but I was sent the score to listen to, and the choice of kind of sounds for everything they've used is just it's really, really beautiful. It's something that I've had in the background while I've been doing other things, and yeah, there's a lot to appreciate about it. Right. In third place, uh, I've gone for the Parallel Mothers uh, soundtrack score by Alberto Iglesias. Uh, I gotta watch that thing. I gotta watch that thing. So I've kind of included this on the technicality. I think the movie came out in 2021, but the UK release was in okay. 2022. Um, I absolutely love this one to pieces, and yeah. the score is just perfect. Um, it's a composer that's worked with Pedro Almodovar pretty consistently on a lot of his movies, and yeah, they're just, there's a real sort of marriage of the work going on there. Like, you can tell that he knows exactly what to contribute and when to kind of give and take and leave, leave things, but it's, mm-hmm. it's excellent, and it's, yeah, it's a huge part of the film. It's good. Uh, second place, uh, I thought this movie was okay, but the soundtrack was excellent. Uh, it's the soundtrack to Paris 13th District um, by uh, an artist called Rhone. Uh, I've heard of them before. Um, it's a pedal leans on like electronic and kind of synthy stuff, and I feel like it really captures the sort of hedonistic aspect of the movie, and um, it's really worth listening to it. So, right, um, I really, really enjoyed that part of the film. I thought it really sort of elevated certain, certain sections to it. Um, in first place, this is a film that I saw on Monday, uh, after some. Uh, oh, I gotta see this thing. I gotta see this thing. No. So, today, I think, uh, yesterday, in fact, I think Paul Mescal's been nominated for an Oscar for his performance in it. Um, the film is absolutely stunning. It's one of the saddest things I think I've ever seen. Um, but don't let that kind of distract you from, sure. from seeing it. It was just, like, yeah. Like a sad flick. It, I haven't really seen anything that's made me feel that way for a long time, and not even necessarily about the film itself, but it made me think and feel just generally. And um, the soundtrack, the original soundtrack material, does, does a lot to contribute to that. It's some of my kind of favorite tones and textures, very droney, um, 
And then there's also great use of just music from the period of time that the film set with the film itself, um, like a really cool sort of great poppy soundtrack, a little bit of nineties stuff, which takes the time and the place. And yeah, just really contributes to it. I'm really interested to hear what you both think of the film. By the way, once you've seen it, I think there's something very British about it, and I'm just I'm curious if there's some of the cultural touch points within it are going to translate to an international audience. I think you can enjoy the film for what it is and the performances, right. but there's definitely elements to it that I think the soul knows that. Um, yeah, it's, I'm curious. Everyone I know that has seen it has said it's their favorite movie last year. So, really? I need to go see it. I need to go see it. I, I gotta see it too. I'm thinking about watching it tonight tomorrow. I'm gonna do the Danny Boyle kick. So, I'm in Britain as we speak. Sure. Um, I just, I just watched Shallow Grave and rewatched Shallow Grave for like the third or fourth time in the train spotting, which I messaged you about, James. My God, just like, it's like such a perfect movie. And like, with like, uh, at the risk of sounding kind of completely insensitive, it's like one of the like coolest portrayals of like heavy drug users in the world. Where you're like, yeah. actually, he's, he's selling me on this a little bit. <laughs> Oh, can I just grab a drink? Um, yeah, you're going to have to throw a bit of a gravel from talking. All right, all right. Oh, it's very well for going on tour. Right. <laughs> so. Okay, uh, a couple of notes while James goes to get a drink. Um, you mentioned Decision to Leave. I don't know if you've seen Decision to Leave. You've seen Decision to Leave, Carson? Not yet, no. It's good, uh, but like, one of those things where I'm completely fine with anyone being like, eh, you know, like, warm on it because it is like structurally, it's uh, structurally pretty um, unorthodox, but I think it's one of its pros, but it's, like, it's a little bit of a dirty trick. Um, some of some of that's going on with it. Um, I was just talking about Decision to Leave because you mentioned it. Uh, but I was, I was basically saying one of the things I like about it is that it's like structurally unorthodox, but that kind of throws off a lot about it being like a murder mystery thriller, thriller tri uh, type of thing. Um, so it's like the flow is a little strange, but ultimately I like it. And I, I, I should say it like that. I really like it. I want to rewatch it soon. I think it's like number four on my like. I think it's like number four on my top ten. Movie really? Yeah. That's right. I mean, I the more I thought about it, it was it looked perfect. Yeah. Everything about it visually was stunning, but nothing about the movie gripped me at all. I thought it was like really style over substance. Oh totally yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the, the unorthodox way that it moves. Kind of like it, it doesn't like lock in like a lot of those procedurals will. That kind of toy around with being a procedural ending like a romance, like over the top romance. So like I don't know. I I liked that it was doing something a little bit different while like. At the same time, like very much playing into both of those genres. Um, I liked it. I liked it, but like again, one of those things where totally, I see no fault in anyone being like, eh, not necessarily. I like you know, I like that guy's other films. So yeah, I can watch it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we have to wrap. We have to wrap. Uh, like seven hundred t-shirts tomorrow. So I'll, I'll watch it probably yeah. tomorrow. Do it. Do it. Um, okay. Let's since we're doing Snake. Did it, okay. Did you do feature of the year? This one's a little tricky. I feel like it's definitely like it's definitely like aimed at like the pop and pop music. Um, I, I kind of have a joke answer because I couldn't really think of one. Awesome, yeah. James. But yeah, you got something or no? Okay, I mean, to be honest, like, I'm just looking through the rest of mine now, and there are a couple of these where I've only been able to fill a few within, okay. the, um, yeah. within the category. So, like, I have a short list for, for like, best ending track, best vocal performance, and okay. best closing track, but I, I picked a 10 for some of the year, artists of the year I've really struggled with. Okay. I feel like you've got a really good narrative arc for yours, and there's not, really, uh, not really any one artist I feel that strongly about. Okay, okay, so, okay. Do, do we want to, you don't have an artist of the year, and Carson, do you have an artist of the year? I, I have an artist of the year, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Let's let's quickly do feature of the year, um, and then we'll do artist of the year, really, like, really quick with both of these. Um, yeah. Let's have you do your feature of the year, Joe Cancer. Sure. Uh, yeah, my feature of the year, Joe Cancer, was uh, Craig Reynolds playing drums on the late show with Seth Meyers. That's uh, a good Joe Cancer. That's good. Because it, it was just it was a cool thing to see Craig do. Uh, yeah. And he was funny on it. And uh, I, I, I just like, if I could give like, I mean, maybe I should have made this a category, but best like, best uh, metalcore influencer, I would probably give it to him. Uh, sure. I recently got like very into the downbeat and he just, he just makes a great show. And, he is. Uh, I love his drumming and I love his personality. And, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we can uh, hang out. And I'm sure he'd love to. He's a rock. He's a really nice guy. He's rock. He's a rock. Uh, very, very cool, Craig. I, I'm going to do an episode of Craig at some point. He's told me he's movie. Um, and i got to figure out for the universe because, again, you said you're the downbeat. His production's a little bit better than mine. Um, so <laughs> I want to figure out what we want to do or, or up, my, uh, up my game before I have him. Um, okay, I'm going to do my future. You're going to do it really quick. Uh, I'm not a Skrillex person, but I like 100 Gex a lot. 100 Gex torture me featuring Skrillex. That song is cool. Um, That's Smino. That song is cool. He's cool. Uh, Smino, Pro Freak, uh, featuring Yoshi and Fat Man Scoop. Uh, Smino is like someone that I discovered through No Name. No Name is cool. Uh, and like doesn't really make music too much anymore, so he kind of feels a bit of a void. Uh, this one's funny. It is a Russian techno artist named Russian, but with a V. Uh, and the only reason I know this song, Eminem, is because it features Future. Uh, and he is crazy on it. Uh, That's dope. I need to check that out. Future's awesome. Uh, Muna, Silk Chiffon, Man, that man is cool. Banger. Banger. That, that song is, I don't want to spoil anything, but up for a song of the year for me. Um, and this one is a technicality by winner. Ghost Griffwood featuring Frederick Atkinson. He's a guitar player for Opeth, and he did all the leads on the new Ghost record. Um, and if I can if I can fit an Opeth win in anything, I'm going to do it. So I've got a pretty good win here. That's right. Um, let's start at the end. We'll do Snake, like we were, like we were talking about. Uh, James was saying, I've got a bit, of a, a bit of an arc for this one. I've just got five guys. I shouldn't say five guys, five artists, whether they're individual artists or bands, that I. Like I, I guys. <laughs> they're my guys. These five. 
five guys or my favorite guys? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, this one. I don't really have a one through five, but I have one. Uh, let me say. Let me start off with Taylor Swift. I really like Taylor Swift, and I like that she, even though it was last year, she put out two records. What she did this year, and then put out another record, and also probably is going to restructure the way that Ticketmaster um, pays out artists is a cool thing. Uh, and she's taking a lot of cool artists on tour. Um, Luna being one of them, Future being another. I, I, have, I just really, really like Taylor Swift, and I love uh, influence from certain aspects of her songwriting, and she's just a very easy listen. Uh, one of the bands that she's taking out on tour is my sec- not second artist, but second on my list, Paramore, who I believe are they put three singles out for a new record this year. Um, I briefly got to like befriend Taylor York a little bit when I worked for Supro because he uh, played our amps for a little while. And um, got to hang out with him a couple times before shows. Where he's a big gear guy and really kind of like, as much as I like Paramore, uh, like at a young age, like as a grown, uh, a little bit older than they put on music. They, uh, that's part of the reason why I was I'm kind of getting a little attached to them. He's such a nice guy. And I think that they're maybe the best band playing live music that are active. Um, the energy and like, it's fucking insane. Like, I, I, I'm hypnotized when I watch that band play. Uh, amazing band. Amazing band. Yeah. Really, really I, uh, I listened to the first single once and then I was yeah. like, I'm going to wait for the record. So I heard mm-hmm. the other two. I'm very excited. That other thing is the direction they go. Angel, what do you want to talk about? I was just about to say, I've got tickets to see an arena show guys, uh, in the UK in a couple of months. And I'm very excited about it. We, um, we played a festival that they did. I want to say 12 years ago, uh, mm. incredible day out. We played a festival on the beach in Helsinki, in Finland. Oh, festival was awesome. Took off the beach, two outdoor stages that faced each other. Paramore had on one stage, and then we turned around and Ramstein had on the other stage. My God, that's cool. And uh, yeah, incredibly weird night, but um, yeah, very, very, very good times. I've not seen them play live since then. That's cool. I, I really think that like the handful I saw them once when I was younger, and then I saw them twice on the Afterlife tour because of you know being able to do work essentially. Uh, and my God, the energy is fucking insane. The other thing is all of my recommended Instagram videos are now just reels of live Paramore clips, and they're fucking electric. They're electric, and the sound that they're that, that they're like now kind of like. Uh, 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 focusing towards is, is so cool. Um, but yeah, so so can't say enough things about them. Uh, I'll keep this one brief. Porcupine Tree, the Kings are back. Um, uh, and I've got Kim Petras, who is a cool hyper pop pop artist who has just announced that she's going to be performing at the Grammys, which is awesome. And um, I like her a lot. I think she's great. And I think that like every year she's a little bit bigger and a little bit cooler. And my artist of the year is Danny Elfman. And because of that freaking Coachella performance, my God, that guy is cool. He's like seventy. He's jacked out of his mind. Yeah. And he's playing. He's playing everything. Oingo, boingo. Looking like a Christmas. Batman. Damn leather couch playing Coachella. He is so fucking cool. He's my artist of the year. Let's do this now. Let's start with let's start with you, James. On you said you got bits and bobs of, of little things. Um, want to do best vocal performance? I actually have a few for this. Um, I was able to kind of pull a few things, and I think there's going to be a few tracks that kind of come up consistently across a few categories for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start with uh, "Why" by Chapel. Um, cool. I think the main refrain of just the word "Why" repeated over and over again shouldn't be such an earworm, but it's just harrowing and compelling, and I think just a real musical moment. Um, but yeah, that, that album is absolutely not for six, and um, this song particularly is, is the one that I will I'll repeat, listen to whenever I come back to it, and hope to see them play later this year. Um, we'd love to see how this kind of works live. I can kind of only imagine that it's even more like cool stick and yeah. all the kind of things that you'd want to see about like this. Um, yeah. The next track uh, is from Soul Dome's album. Uh, the track I think was Jump or Get Jumped by the Future. Again, it's just such an intense, like, the delivery of everything in the song is just what dragged me to it when I first heard it. Um, I didn't get into the album too much, but I think that this song is like absolutely fantastic, and everything that I like about the band is you know it's distilled into this song, and the vocals, you know, particularly are a real strong point in it. Um, I've gone for Charlie XCX with Lightning. Cool. Um, tried to work a little bit pop in here, so I don't just appear to be a kind of grumpy alternative metal man. Um, and yeah, saw Charlie play live uh, over the summer at festival last year. Yeah. Uh, this song particularly really, really stood out. There's something about the, the timing and like the, the meter and the rhythm of it that I, I really, really like the way the sentence is dragged. There's like, a little bit of counting in the middle, but I still can't get my head around. Like I try and sing along to it whenever I'm listening, and just I can't quite make it happen. And you know, it, seeing that with like incredible choreographed dancing on a huge production with like a big video wall was um, was a real highlight for summer. Yeah. Um, another UK artist, Orlando Weeks. Um, so he was a singer in a really popular band called The Maccabees. I'm not sure if they ever made it to the states, but they're I really like that band. Um, they've got three or four really, really great albums, and kind of sings with this sort of like falsetto. It's incredibly, incredibly English sounding. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of take from that what you were, but like I really like it. Like, you can really tell it's him. I think a lot of indie bands are kind of um, the singers are really giving that identity. I really, I really, really like when artists sing with their accent. I, I love when you can tell that someone's from England or that band the Vets, very much from Australia. Like so, I think it's, I think that that's a really cool little anecdote that, that you can tell that he's just very English. Yeah, and he, so he put out that solo album this year. It's the first music industry he worked on, I think, since um, since Macbeth broke up a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the song's called Look Who's Talking Now. I think it just shows off his vocal range like really beautifully. Like, it's very subtle and like really melodic and, and like playful and poppy. And yeah, I really, I really like that. There's a lot of really cool harmonies in there. And he's just very, very good at what he does. Like he plays to his strengths really, really well. Um, the last pick, uh, I've gone for the opening song from the Conjure record. This song's called Wells. Um, cool. They're a band that like have two vocalists that play off each other quite a lot. Dan is sort of the main vocalist, I guess, and I think he's one of the absolute best in metal. 
adjacent music doing at the moment, like, uh, yeah, just the, the lows that he gets and just the, the range and kind of depth to, to his voice is just, it's just incredible. I've never seen him play a bad show, like, it sounds just as good as it does on record. Uh, there's a part in this song where it kind of like truly kicks in after a couple of minutes of kind of a pretty intense build up and it's just absolutely savage. Yeah, uh, Conjurer are a really cool band that like, they give me a little bit of that like, uh, Opeth are my favorite band. I, I, I'm sure I've said it to the two of you a handful of times. They give me the old Opeth vibe a bit, uh, and it's like a new record's really, really good. And really the first one that I properly listened to, where it's like, I've very much been like, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of like associated with Roll Tomasi, Palm Reader, bands we've done a tour with and that we're friends with, um, but we have cross paths, uh, like with them in person, just on the internet a little bit. And so, you know, but I listened to this record uh, a couple months ago, I was like, I'm gonna put this thing on, and man, it's cool. They're good. Still, very good. Listen. I'm very guilty of not You like them? They're good. Yeah, they're yeah, good. yeah. Um, all right, Carson, best vocal performance. Uh, I, I thought I was, I thought I was doing my artist of the year after you did yours, but uh, oh my word, I didn't. I, I completely it's okay. It's okay. Let's do this. I'll do best vocal no, no, no. performance. Okay. Let's do, let's have you do both. Okay. Cool. Cool. Sure. Um, so my artist of the year, um, uh, number number five is uh the 1975. Um, they love the new record, but they were in everyone's faces this year. Uh, and uh, I think Matty Healy is like a funny guy. Um, I thought all the compilations of him making jokes in auto tune, very fun. Uh. My number four, Chapel. Um, they're friends, but uh, you know they uh, deserve everything that they're getting. Um, I'm so fucking proud of them. They're incredible. Um, love hanging with those guys. Love uh, love seeing them, seeing them rock. Um, and I just love that they were kind of in everybody's faces this year. It was really cool to see them like get pitchfork stuff and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, my number three. Um, uh, he did put out an album this year that I loved, but uh, also his Twitter presence is just uh, my favorite in, in the world, which would be Perfume Genius. Um, great follow. If you don't follow Perfume Genius on Twitter, great fun. Um, also fantastic music. Uh, for the same reasons that you listed, my number two is Taylor Swift. Um, I'm not like that big into her music, but um, we've only got one Swiftie on the pod. Yeah, I, you only got one Swifty, but this year I did get like very fascinated with like the culture around that. Not shitting on it because I don't want any. Sure, sure, sure. Swifties like scare me more than Al Qaeda. Uh, <laughs> so like I like you know. Anyway, yeah. Um, but my artist of the year is RxK nephew, um, uh, uh, California-based rapper RxK nephew. Um, cool. Just uh, just one of the one of the best uh, personas uh, in the world, I think. Um, he makes me laugh my fucking ass off. So uh, makes me very very sick. if you will. So very uh, sick. Best vocal performance um, in the number five and four spots. Uh, Richard Edwards, uh, Ketamine, and Richard Edwards Estonia. Um, I, uh, I'm a very big fan of the band that he was in. Uh, they're called Margo and Nuclear Sonsos. Um, he, he can kind of just sing anything, and I will enjoy it. Um, and uh, I love his solo record so much, and those two songs in particular, I just uh, I think are great displays of his vocal of his vocal range and just everything let, he can do. With let, let, let me interrupt you really quick to make a funny joke. Margo and the Sonsos. I've never heard of this band before, but I feel as if that name is proof that you can make anything up and say it's a band. Yes. Yeah, just on the spot. Yeah. Just on the spot. Uh, Margo, Margo and the Nuclear Sonsos. Sure. Okay. Even, yeah. even better. Even better. Yeah. Um, but I like it. Uh, and, and you know, one of the great things about this is I'm, I got a little bit of new music to listen to. But yeah. okay. I, uh, that album in particular, I was like recommending it to like anybody who would listen. Um, and uh, it came out a little bit after we went on our tour. Uh, the three of us went on tour. Um, mm -hmm. And he was like teasing tracks from it then. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I got some legal weed in California and uh, smoked the shit out of it and just listened to this record while I walked around San Francisco. It was uh, like one of the best days of my entire life. Um, uh, number three for vocal performance is Poland by Lil Yachty. Um, cool. cool. I, I, love the vocal, I love the vocal effect. It's not a song. Um, it, is, it is one minute of this way. It's cool. Plugin, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Number two uh, goes to a pop song by Perfume Genius. Um, just a really great hook on that one. Um, and my number one is kind of an oddball. Uh, it's uh, Fasora by Bjork. Not because I like the song. The song sucks, but um, <laughs> I think that like it is nearly impossible to sing over that instrumental. Um, it's like quite possibly just the most like jarring thing I've ever listened to. Uh, but she pulls it off, goddammit. Um, and uh, it's very impressive that she is able to write a melody over that heinous bullshit of an instrumental. Uh, I really, really did not like the New York record, but very impressive vocal performance from, uh, I think, my favorite vocalist. That's cool. That's cool. All cool picks, all cool stuff. James, did you listen to the New York record? It very much passed me by. Um, right. I didn't feel the need to engage with it and uh, yeah. simply haven't. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, there you go. They got simply haven't. Yeah. I, got, uh, I got really, really into her in the last like two years. So like this was the whole first album cycle where I was like, oh shit, new York right. record. And like I get to enjoy the rollout and you know all that stuff. So in a way, it's my first New York record. Uh, you like her? Uh, you like her in the Northman? I love her in the Northman. I love yeah. her in the Northman. She's in it for five seconds, but yeah, she's not going to be there. So what was that, James? It still counts. It does still count. It still, right. still counts. It does. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to do my best vocal performance. I'm going to fly through them. I cheated a little bit, and I did records instead of individual songs. Um, that's so, like, Julie, that's, that's not allowed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we roll on. So, <laughs> that is so, ass, James. I've got, uh, I don't have them from one to five, but I've got... And, and so let me start with the one that made me do... You know what? I'm going to do records instead of... Um, uh, records instead of songs. And it's uh, they called Worm, Worm Rot, and the record's called Hiss. And it's, uh, it's like a grind record. It's like, it's like a, uh, you know, an 
orthodox amount of songs on it because they're all two weeks long, like songs or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of different, a lot of different heavy vocal stuff going on uh, that I like a lot. And so it's like kind of uh, a showcase of a lot of different stuff that, that what I think is this one vocalist can do. Um, I'm going with 100 Gacks Snake Eyes EP because I am fascinated with their use of everything that they do with, with vocals. Uh, in fact, they're, they're so cool. Uh, Chat Pile, God's Country. Uh, why is a highlight? I'll say that. That's absolutely a highlight. Um, the band is really, really cool. Uh, Black Mini Hellfire. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I really like it. Um, and then uh, uh, Natalie Lafreste Day. Right, third, third different pronunciation of her name so far. They taught us Les Lores. Uh Man, this thing just rocks. It's really good. And uh, really sweet. There's like really sweet sounding vocals. Um, because we did best vocal performance, I'm going to roll through. I assume that you guys don't have best guitar performance, right? Smoking weed, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool, it's a cool name for a song too, isn't it? It's so dope. Um, 
the way that this was described uh, in, I forget who said it, but um, I, it was described as basically Daddy by Corn, but replaced with Grimace, um, which is very funny. Um, I mean, Daddy is not a funny song, but like, uh, mm-hmm. describing it that way. Um, and just listening to my friend, just listening to my friend Reagan uh, lose his fucking mind on this song. It's like one of my favorite things I've ever heard in my life. Um, awesome. And it like, I, I listen to it probably like once a week because it is like a 10 minute song, but mm-hmm. every single time it like scares the shit out of me to the point where I'm just giggling. So, Grimace Spoken Weed, Dodge Pack. Good pick. Uh, okay, I'll roll through mine. Uh, Porcupine Tree, Love in the Past Tense. Wow, classic Steve Wilson, classic Porcupine Tree. Ethel Kane, Strangers. This is a record uh, that like I'm pretty new to, but I really like a couple songs off of it. Uh, and this is one of them. Um, Cult of Blood, Blood Upon Stone. I have a little asterisk here because it's technically the second last track, but the last track is kind of like a bit. It's not really a track. It's kind of one of those like you know, it's, it's not quite a song as much as anything else on the record is. Um, Sounds like you have rules. It's something like And we roll on. Um, the, the, uh, I got Beach House, My Love Stories here, and my closing track of the year is uh, something uh, called Twenty Seven Questions by the band Black Midi. And when uh, the vocalist says Twenty Seven Questions, and then he lists off I don't know if it's twenty or nineteen or whatever, a bunch of questions in a row over that music. Man, I just fucking, I, it's one of those ones you ever listen to a song, you listen to a record, and you listen to a song, and you're like, I'm just gonna listen to that one song one more time, even though you're listening to the piece here. As a record, that's 27 questions for me, as is uh, another thing on one of my song of the years. Um, most of the ones on the song of the year, actually, I've to the record, but I'm just listening to the song one more time. I actually think for all of these, just one of the other ones is single. Uh, here's what I want to do. If you guys are cool with it, let's do this. Let's do our joke things really quick, and then I'll send a new link, and we'll do like 10 minutes where we do, you get out. Yeah, I, uh, everybody is packing up for practice, so if you okay. want me to do my song of the year real quick. Do your song of the year. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel bad that everybody is packing up without me. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, do, can I do that? Can I do my song of the year? 100%. Well, I'll do, I'll do the one that I added. I couldn't, I, for whatever reason, just being in, like, getting ready for tour mode has been, like, not very funny, which sucks. Uh, like, the only thing I can think yeah, of is, funny. like, hey, I'm, I'm a silly guy. Um, but the only thing I can think about is, like, keeping my voice intact and, you know, all that yeah. shit. So, um, uh, my, I, I've been listening to this, like, piano-based YouTube channel called Azali. Um, they just post like these like 60 second songs uh, on their YouTube channel uh, and uh, I would nominate that for best music YouTube channel and it also won. Um, uh, <laughs> Alright, song of the year, roll through them. Song of the year, uh, He is Legend, Return to the Garden, um, Chapile, Grimace, Smoking Weed, JPEG, uh, Rashika, Rashika, Nayar, Naja, um, The Mars Volta, Vigil, uh, Fleshwater, The Razor's Apple, Ring of the Horizon, Strangers, uh, The Wonder Years, Cardinals 2, uh, Polyphia and Shino Moreno, Bloodbath, uh, Rakens, uh, Deepfake, and my winner is Hentai by Rosalia. Cool, that's a cool record. Nathan put me on that record, actually. I know. I, I, uh, it was funny. I was like listening to Nathan on a podcast, and I was like, oh, shit, we never talked about Motivani. But uh, yeah, sick record. Um, Just an awesome jam about hentai, which, I mean, I don't think existed before this. So. That rocks. Okay, let me do one thing before you hop off, Carson. Sure. Uh, let me do one joke category, because you did one. Um, that song about having too many girlfriends and being annoyed about it goes to Future Worst Day. It's a song about how Valentine's Day is the worst day of his life, because all his girlfriends want to hang out with him. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, so that's my joke. Carson, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, have you off. Uh, and listen, I'll see you soon. Good luck on tour drugs. And um, we'll all be together before long, but also like. We'll also be back together for the second annual. Yes. Juiciest. And it's going to be great. Second annual. James, it just means you now because Carson left. Uh, that does not mean that you can technically award the Cal with anything. This rule still stands. Um, but let's do let's do your songs of the year. Um, did you have any jokes? Did you have any joke, uh, joke categories? Did I have any joke categories? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm afraid to say no. Um, I've maybe I took this too seriously. Maybe, maybe the whole you know, process uh, stressed me out a little bit. I was more focusing on uh, feeling feeling up for the categories. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like um. Maybe a lot of the music you guys listen to lend itself to the joke categories a little bit more, but um, sure, I'm not saying yeah. that you listen, not saying you listen to joke music. <laughs> wasn't there, sort of backhanded, what I'd be like. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I can give you some songs of the year, though. I do have 10 nominations for that. And you know what? While we are on the call, I actually remember to slip it in, but uh, I would have been pretty annoyed if I forgot to add it. Okay. So, uh, let me just double check. But, uh, I think crap, I've got this one. Um, oh, my God. This is what it's all about. This is the, that, losing, that losing one is what it's all about. That 11th. It really is. It's not even about the ones more about the 11th, I feel like. The difficulty that I'm having, though, is that I think there are certain songs that I said would definitely be in this list based on previous answers, so I can't cut those out. Um, well, um, we, we make the rules and bend the truth the way that we like to see it, James. So. Okay, great. Right. I know what I'm going to take out. It's fine. Um, it's a good song, but uh, mm-hmm. let me know. So uh, that goes with me. Um, right, uh, let's start. Beach House, New Romance. Um, I mistakenly leveled the album with this title earlier because I got so excited about this song. Um, I think I got service in maybe Spotify playlist, like, it's going to be good, whatever. Um, obviously, I was aware of the bands. I kind of made that clear earlier, but there was something about this song that just clicked with me instantly. I think it is just gorgeous. Um, I must have listened to it five times consecutively. And like you were saying earlier, whenever I listen to the album through, I have to play the song twice. Um, very cool. For reasons already discussed, definitely the vocal performance, Chapel, Y, and number two. Cool. Uh, the third single, I believe this band should be considerably bigger than they are. It shocks me that they're not. They released this as a standalone single last year. 
kind of new wavy sounding. Um, they put out an album, um, I think it's just a self-titled record uh, a couple of years ago, but I think it's one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite albums, I should say, of the last 10 years. Um, I listen to it constantly, and um, I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah, it's a self-titled, must be fun, must be fun. I think you recommended me this. Yeah, you did. You recommended me this the last one we were on, and I listened to it, and it was great. Uh, it's just, it's perfect in the summer, it's perfect in the winter. I'm really hoping there's a new record on the way, and the new single definitely suggests that. Uh, my next bit, um, again, these are up there with my favorite bands at the moment, is Panic Song by Green Death. Um, I've always been a huge admirer of the bands with two vocalists. I think um, there's a lot to be said for that, and this band kind of do that perfectly. I think they both have such unique voices that wouldn't necessarily work on their own, but together it's like just a, an excellent sort of combination. And that's one particularly I love the lyrics, and it just really, really got me. Um, the next one, uh, one for Paranormal by uh, the band Yordas. Um, it's a project out of Madrid. Um, this album kind of just caught me by surprise a little bit, and this song's my favorite from it. Um, it's released on a label called BSM, and do a lot of cool stuff in the UK. Um, and I checked it out purely on the basis of the label, and it's sort of, I guess, power pop. Um, Half of it's sung in Spanish and some of it's sung in English. The, the Spanish tracks like are way, way better. And uh, this is one of the Spanish tracks. And some of them was learning Spanish or has been learning Spanish. I've enjoyed kind of trying to sing along and uh, figure out what the hell's going on. Um, my next track, uh, this is maybe Guilty Pleasure. I mean, I don't truly believe in Guilty Pleasures. Uh, the band is State Champs and the song is okay. Eventually. So this is like some absolute grade A pop punk. And uh, my girlfriend put me onto them. They're a band that she really liked when she was younger. We saw them play in London last year. And I was blown away with how good they were live. So slick. The songwriting is just incredible. Okay, uh, yeah, like a, a small thing for pop punk. Yeah, I mean, like some of it. I would definitely listen to this band. I think they just do it so, so well. And this song eventually is, um, yeah, it's, it's the best song on the new record by, by distance. Uh, I've got the Continuum by Tangerine Dream. Um, it's the best song on the new record. I've obviously been aware of the name Tangerine Dream for years. I've been up scores and that sort of thing. And they're still making music now. Um, although I do believe that this is the first record that they've done without any original members. I think uh, the last remaining original member passed away quite recently. Um, the band played a show at a venue that Nathan, uh, the bass player from worked at. And uh, they left an LP there, which he uh, gave to me. And I, I wouldn't have listened to this had he not passed on this LP. But he said, this is... Definitely to your taste, there's a lot of synthesizers and keyboards on stage, like, have a listen, and, yeah, you brought it Yeah, it, 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 it rocks. Yeah, especially you being, being a piano keys guy, yeah, I, that, that's a good, that's a good shot right there. Steve's soundtrack is, like, one of the highlights for, like, it's just a band with that big a discography is almost impossible to dive into, so it's almost, like, perfect that you were gifted an LP. Yeah, definitely, I've almost been a bit overwhelmed by the, the depth of the back catalogue, but this record's great, and I'm sure there's other stuff I'll get into in time. Um, I've got a few more pop records to finish this off. Uh, I'm going to go for As It Was by Harry Styles. I feel like this song has been inescapable, it, you know, if you're in the supermarket or in any sort of wear in public, it's always playing in the background, and I've just grown to love it over time, like the melody, the top line melody from it is just so, so damn catchy. But um, yeah, I, I just find myself humming it. I think that's that's what pop music should do to you. And um, I totally understand why he's as popular as he is. Um, yeah, he's, I listened to the record a couple times. There's a couple, like, it's one of those, not one where you listen to it and you're like, oh, okay, it's, you know, not for me. It's one that I listened to a couple times and been like, cool, I'm going to get back around to this. And that's like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and introduce that a little bit more into my rotation. Uh, so two more picks, uh, Charlie XCX Lightning, uh, again, for reasons I mentioned earlier, I think it's uh, just a superb vocal performance and just really interesting, slightly off-kilter pop music. Yeah. And the last one, it's actually a cover. Uh, I found this out the hard way. Um, <laughs> So uh, the song is Souvenir, and uh, the artist is Joyce Manor. Um, I really like Joyce Manor, I really like the last few records. The only record out is like 13 minutes long, and this to me was the only great song on it. Um, I posted about, something very familiar sounding about it, I'll start, start by saying that. And I posted something online saying that I enjoyed it, and I wish the rest of the record sounded like that. I was very, very quickly corrected that this was not a Joyce Manor song, but it was a cover of an orchestral Manor's dark song. I sang out quite a popular band, and I felt humiliated and didn't realize <laughs> it. honestly bothered me for weeks. I got like a video showing up, I got fully ratioed, but I more likes on his subtweet than there were on the tweet that I did. And, uh, it's a bad feeling, it's a bad feeling, especially you're a sports guy too, that, that, that is the prime, like, where you can get just say something, someone replies snarkily. No, it doesn't even have to be snarkily, you can just be a correction. And they're flooded with likes, and you're left just like feeling very sorry for yourself. Yeah. I thought about deleting it, but um, you know, sometimes you just got over the loss. And, um, good on you for that. that. Yeah, good on you for yeah. that. I actually thought of one category that I'd like to add. This is just off the top because I deleted this out of my song of the year. So I'm going to go for uh, best use of a song in sports. Oh, okay. Uh, now, this is, I feel torn to mention this because I really dislike the artist. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me start by saying I hate the artist. Yeah. <laughs> but the song that he's written. Some of the best days of the last year. I've started with this. Um, so the song is called The Angel, and the artist is uh, someone called Louis Dunford. And maybe at the end of uh, the last football, English football season, which would have been May of 2022, the, the club I support Arsenal. Oh, the club we support, sorry. Uh, they decided to introduce like, a new anthem. I think they were trying to kind of capture a similar spirit that happens with a few other clubs in the UK that kind of have a song that they walk out to. Um, you'll never walk alone is a really popular example of that. Uh, the song at Liverpool, I think it's Celtic Games. Right. Um, and they kind of wanted to do something like that that was like almost ritualistic that would really kind of amp the fans up before. But the start of 
game, and uh, this was kind of revealed on an Amazon documentary uh, that is better to watch about Arsenal. I would definitely recommend that you watch it if you've not seen it yet. All or nothing kind of documents a season of uh, abject failure. But um, well, no, you know what? Heroic failure. Let's call it that. I don't even know what I'm saying there. I was kind of getting ahead of myself because this is the first time I've felt articulate for the duration of this podcast. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so they were searching for a particular song, and I don't know how they found this guy. Um, and the song, yeah, the angel of the They play at the start of games. It's been adopted as like an anthem for the club. 60,000 people singing that, and the kind of like emotional response I have to that, and what that song has often led to, or the memories I've got following that, of, like really, really great sporting moments in the recent past um, during Arsenal's like particularly good period. Um, I, yeah, I get goosebumps every time I hear it. I sing along with everyone else in the grounds. And even though like yeah, his other stuff is bad, and um, <laughs> he he's ultimately the son of a famous person, and this isn't mentioned really very publicly. And I can't help but feel there's some heavy, heavy nepotism that has gone into his successes and maybe some of the opportunities he's had. But like you know, he's playing the hand he's been given, so like, yeah, whatever, fair play. But you know, this is a great song. The use of air football is great, and that is uh, the winner in my use of a song in sports category. I think that we need to make that a permanent category for the juices because I, I think all of what you just said also falls under why we love sports. It's the camaraderie. It, uh, uh, really, uh, it's something that, that that football. I'm calling it football. You know, no English, no American. It's football. It's not soccer. It's football. The proper way to, to say it. Uh, you guys utilize songs so well, and it's so sick, and it's something that like as a hockey guy, son, the, the, the French Canadians do it really well. The, like the Montreal Canadiens, um, they, they do it pretty well. But like everyone else has got to kind of like really step up that aspect of sports because man, can people. I always do a couple cool things with with song, but like it's not arena wide. You know, there's a couple things that teetered to be arena wide, but it's not. It's not like it is with with football. I mean, I've been lucky enough to kind of experience a few different American sports in person, and while I think the atmosphere on the whole is more consistently better. I definitely think that we use music here differently. I think, like, as an English person, I think, stereotypically, I think of American sports, maybe just like a football, American football, I'm sure myself, then it's very, let's go defense, and uh, yeah. Well, like like a real, sort of, right, like a real monotonous kind of thing, and, yeah. you know, some really, really funny and imaginative things get sung at football matches in um, in the UK. Some often, like, really awful things get sung sure. as well, and some seriously unkind things get sung. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as no one's uh, trying to, you know, target marginalized people, or, like, be, like, truly obnoxious, that's kind of fine, it's funny. And, yeah. you know, there's definitely a line to be drawn with all that kind of thing, and I'm not sort of wanting to celebrate anyone being uh, being bad. But uh, but yeah, I think we adopt songs and, you know, change the lyrics of popular songs in, um, in a really, really fun way. Um, I'm going to show you some examples because it's like, I don't want to just start singing about singing about football players that no one's sure. probably heard of. And this is a wonderful life to seriously go down and maybe create my own juices entirely. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, just, just to give you an idea of where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I always love when you send me football stuff. So, uh, all right, I think that that's, I, let me just roll through my songs of the year and I picked one. Um, and I'm going to go quick and then we're going to end this thing off and then, uh, and then we'll say our goodbyes until next time. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 10 to 1. Porcupine Tree, Dignity. Uh, what, what more can I say about Working Country? A perfect progress. Uh, uh, something a little bit more modern, a little bit more heavy, and a little bit more um, kind of like adjacent to like, oh, friends with this band. Kanashi, I hate the sound of Carkies. I really like this song a lot. And um, I, I, I think that it is. It's just really cool. Three minute, really cool three minute match for song. I think it's awesome. Uh, Natalie Los Flores. Jesus fucking Christ. Natalie, L A F O U R C A D E. They told us Los Flores. Los Flores. What a song, what a record. I'm so sorry about the name. That's the fourth time. Uh, called the Blue and Blood Punch. I talked about it. It's kind of a closer event the rules. Uh, but, you know, that's what it is. Uh, the bets, when you know, you know. Um, oh, the bets on your radar in all games. You know what? It's really interesting. Um, it's not really interesting. That's just something that's <laughs> out of a segment. I absolutely loved their album Future Me Hates Me. Uh, that came out like 2018. It was one of my top records of the year. I think it's yeah. I think it's like a 10 out of 10 front to back perfect pop rock album. Yeah. And I just haven't felt engaged with anything they've put out since. Truthfully, I didn't even know they released an album last year. Um, I don't like the album right now. That's what put me off listening to it for so long. Um, but, but, but yeah, I, I was all in on uh, on Future Me Hates Me. I saw them while they were touring that a couple of times. They're incredible yeah. live. And I almost feel like I had my moment with that band. Sure. And that's okay. I can kind of put that to one side now. And yeah, yeah, fair enough. Stuff to, I love stuff to listen to. Give the new one a chance. Uh, if you haven't already, it's pretty good. But I, I, I've, I like it a lot. I'm not it. It's in my top ten. In a couple of categories. That's all. This song kills me. I love it. Um, okay, show me the body. World War Four, WW4, whatever you want to call it. Uh, man, this band's electric. The song is unbelievable. Uh, and, and let me let me just say this: it falls into the category that like ACDC does for me. Of uh, here are people that I think are like really rough around the edges in a way and trap them as well. Um, and I'm not. I don't want to like put anything or project anything onto these people because I don't know them. The music is unbelievable. Unbelievably tough. It's what I call bad people making bad bad people making good music. Where it's like, oh, these guys are. These guys are bad news, and, and it shows in the music, and that's a positive. Where it's like ACDC, I feel like these guys walk the walk, uh, and you know, I don't think everything they did is necessarily very savory. Um, that's good. But it's part—it's it's part of like the music, and, uh, and you know, again, I don't want to protect anything of these people that I don't know, but I will say it gives me that vibe in a way that's absolutely a positive.
Who does Silk Chiffon featuring Stevie Bridges? We talked about this. I love it. Black Midi 27 Question. We talked about it. I love it. Ghost Stars is at the heart of my love. I think this is a perfect song. Uh, I, I, I can't stop listening to this thing. It was almost my song of the year. My song of the year is Ordo Pack Blush. Um, don't know what it is, but it really, uh, it, I just really, really like it a lot. Is, is Ordo Pack on your radar at all? He should be in my best vocal performance of the year, too, but I think he may be just interesting. No, I, you know what? I think I've think i made it, honestly. I've had my Spotify open on my other screen. I've just been adding lots of things that you and Carson have spoken about. That, um, I'm doing the same thing. And it's, this is kind of perfect in a way because you know, going to be in the band a lot for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Lots of time to just get involved and um, make up for make up lost time. Yeah, so basically, I'm, I'm doing when I listen back to this, I'm literally going to do the same thing with the Spotify window, uh, getting ready for tour myself. Um, but let's let's end off here and let's just say this is the first annual Juicies. Um, well, the three of us will see each other very soon, um, perhaps before, before the next Juicies. Um, and it was just really great, really great to just hang out for a little while and, and talk about music. And, and now when we, we think about this year of music, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my chart ready and just have stuff to add where I'm like, I'm going to be thinking about the next Juicies for next year. And I feel like we're going to be so prepared for it. 100%. Um, well, this has been the juicy, the, the first annual juicy season. Like, uh, if you stuck with us this long, thanks so much. Uh, all right, uh, James, thank you for doing this, and uh, it's been great. Thank you very much for having me. Anytime, uh, and we'll do your individual episode soon. Um, we'll do it. Like I said, it'll be awesome to try to figure out how to do it in person because we won't get killed with the time limit stuff. But we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, thanks again. This was fun. Um, very much. It's been, it's been my pleasure.